This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Donald Trump is also making news for signing a new executive order into law on illegal immigration today. At the same time, we hear word about Canadian cabinet ministers meeting to talk about an influx of asylum seekers on this side of the border. Immigration lawyer Giddy Mammon joins me in studio to address it all. Thanks for coming into the Zoom Reflex today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Let's talk about Trump's second travel ban. What's different about this one from the first one, which is still under legal review? Well, essentially, it's better thought out. The first one was a disaster. Uh, The reason why is because there were a lot of legal problems with it. It was obvious that something had to be done uh, to fix it. For example, uh, forgetting to exclude permanent residents of the United States who have all kinds of legal protections. That was foolish. Um, You know, the indefinite ban on Syrians, uh, Syrian refugees was a problem, but I think they've tightened that up. Basically, what this is, is a more well thought out a package that is more likely to pass judicial scrutiny. And will this ban come up for judicial scrutiny? Is that just a matter of time? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's people already, they've been drafting it probably for the last couple of weeks already in anticipation that the parts that have been criticized by the courts would be dropped and the rest would, you know, would be, uh, would survive and need fresh attack. So the first ban, as it was written, has now been tossed out. It's no longer, it's, it's it, it doesn't play in, into that, it anymore. That's right. As far as I understand, that has been replaced by this travel ban. Uh, and we'll see how this one goes. But you know what's going to be happening already. The ACLU is already uh, looking for litigants uh, to be named in the litigation. And they're looking for uh, you know a venue that will be favorable to their cause. Iraq is no longer one of the seven majority Muslim nations named. That's right. And that's as a result of, of, at least this is what we're hearing, that Iraq is now uh, fighting ISIS in the same way that the United States is. That's right. This is more politically expedient for the United States. They have vital interests in the Iraq relationship. Uh, and so, I, so obviously, uh, dropping that w- is going to help them avoid certain difficulties in the future. Explain to us about uh, the visa application process and how that's affected by this new order. Well, the the people who now have U.S. visas are now going to be protected from this ban. The first ban didn't do that. So, if you applied and you got a visa and you're en route to the United States, all of a sudden you're out of luck. And uh, that's probably sloppy thinking. Um, This one respects the rule of law. Uh, If the Americans said that we vetted you, we screened you, you have a legitimate purpose in coming to the States, we're going to honor that. And uh, presumably, 
uh, even, you, you know, as basic uh, uh, immigration law, even if you have a visa, you're still, still subject to an examination at the port of entry. So even if you have a visa, if there is a problem, the Americans can still deny you entry into the United States if there's a problem that surfaces only at this examination. But they're not throwing all those visas in the garbage and treating people uh, poorly once they've applied properly and obtained a, a U.S. visa. Your questions for immigration lawyer Giddy Mammon are welcome. 416-360-0740, 1-866-744-740. Let's go to Lou in Toronto. Go ahead, Lou. You're on Fight Back. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Good, thank you. Good. First time uh, caller? Excellent. Good. Okay, what I think uh, Mr. Trump is doing, like uh, there's many sleeper uh, terrorists in those countries that are waiting to come into the USA and other countries like Canada ourselves. So what I think he's doing is taking inventory of who's in his country, and then he can figure out what the hell is going on. Take, take a look at us as an example. Uh, at the Vaughn Mill Mall there um, two Saturdays ago, something happened. Uh, nobody wants to talk about it. And then all of a sudden I open up my computer here this morning, and they're telling us that some guy was in there yelling out, uh, God is great, and, and everything else. So that's what I really think he's doing. He just wants to put an inventory of see who's in this country. Well, I'm not sure this is going to help him figure out who's in this country. I think what he's trying to do is send a political message that we are retaking control of who enters the United States. We know who is more likely to be a problem than others. So right now, we're going to stop that flow. If there is an inclination for people to come uh, from that region to to the United States, we're going to hold them off until we can figure out exactly how to vet people. Keep in mind that these are not necessarily countries who are friendly to the United States. And normally we expect our partners to assist us with vetting people. So if if, uh, we know that someone um, is headed your way to make trouble, generally we will share that information with our friends. The Americans are saying, no, we're not getting that kind of cooperation from these countries. So you stay where you are. We're going to try to figure out how we might be able to vet these people better in the future. And so you're going to be inconvenienced. Too bad for you. America's first today. Uh, Lou brings up a good point as well about uh, refugees, asylum seekers uh, coming into Canada. And we've seen a lot of this over the the border between the U.S. and and the Prairie Provinces as a result of very little security uh, for many, many miles, kilometers along that stretch. Uh, So today, or at least this week, cabinet ministers are meeting to discuss concerns about the rising number of asylum seekers entering Canada. What do you see, Giddy, as at least part of that solution, part of how we can strengthen our own borders or be more empathetic towards people who who are, are fleeing persecution? Well, f- there's two questions really in that. Firstly, the question of security. Any security threat that we admit into Canada is basically admitted into the United States and vice versa. If there's a security threat in the United States, you can assume that they are in Canada. Why? Because any Tom, Dick, or Harry can cross that border. If a family can cross the border, a person who's determined to create a security threat for us can cross the border. So that's the first thing. You mean in those those areas? There's lots. Right. I mean, what you are seeing today are particular images. That is, immigra- um, people who are looking to enter to to enter Canada to go walk into the arms of an RCMP officer and to be taken to the CBSA office where they're going to make a refugee claim. But that's not necessarily the only scenario. There's lots of people who cross in 
completely without detection, who cannot be detected, and who do not want to be detected. They want to enter the country, avoid the refugee process altogether. They don't want to be fingerprinted. They don't want to be photographed. And they don't want to leave Canada if their refugee claim goes bad. So they're just going to come in maybe a a few blocks away, a kilometer away, just come in, meld into our communities until someday we may or may not catch them. Oh, and and work and and get money under the table. Or make trouble if that's what they are here to do. So from my point of view, anybody who is in the United States intending to make trouble can easily walk into Canada and vice versa. The second part of your question is what's bringing these people to Canada right now? Obviously, the United States has sent out a a very strong message. Foreigners right now are not that welcome. We have too many people in our country we got to get rid of, and we don't want anybody else coming into this country until we can sort things out. The message that we are sending and we're broadcasting to the world is look at us. Look how friendly we are. We've brought in 40,000 Syrian refugees. We give them coats. We give them boots. Uh, we give them uh, interim federal health. We give them all these things, uh, social services. So this is a great place to make a refugee claim. So what do you think the result is going to be? If there are greener pastures here, where do you think the crowd is going to move? Of course they're going to go north. Knowing if I was one of the 11, 12, 13 million um, foreigners in the United States without status, knowing that Trump is putting a target on our heads, that we know he's coming and he's serious, right? I've got to look for an alternative. Going back to Mexico, come on. The kids are already well suited to an English school system. Uh, we've got a, a lifestyle, a standard of living that we cannot reclaim in Mexico or wherever else some of these people are coming from. Where do you think we're going to try? We're going to try Canada because at least even if we don't win a refugee claim, even if we avoid that system, maybe we'll be underground for a year, two, three, four years. So what? Even if we, even if we get sent back at the end, at least we've got another three or four years mm-hmm. of, of a good life, even if it cannot become permanent. Immigration lawyer Giddy Mammon is here in studio with me on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. We've heard a lot of discussion about the safe third country agreement between Canada and the United States. Uh, Prime Minister Trudeau is in favor of it. The opposition conservatives, they want a crackdown, including criminal charges for those crossing over illegally. Where Explain to us, first of all, what this third right. country agreement is all about. So what used to happen before 2004 is very simple. People used to make a refugee claim in the United States, and they were refused because it's not a very generous and liberal system. So what do they do? They just came to the Canadian border and say, hi, I want to make another refugee claim. And we had an obligation under the 1951 convention to process any refugee claim that came uh, to our doorstep. Simply on humanitarian grounds. They get to make a full second refugee claim. So the Americans and the Canadians got together. And this was more for the benefit of Canada because more people want to make a claim in Canada than anybody want to make in the United States. So they got together and they said, look, let's declare each other a safe third country. And once we do that, we come up with a rule. And it says that once you land in a safe country... You've got to make your claim there and only there. You cannot now go and take a second kick at the can in a second country. So if you made a claim in the the United States, you lost, you went to a port of entry, they'd say, sorry, you can't come into Canada. You cannot make a refugee claim here. The problem is that the safe third country applies, the safe third country agreement only applies at a proper port of entry. 
Why? Because at a proper port of entry, we can enforce it. You come to us, we can repel you and turn you over to American authorities. But between ports of entry, where there's a hole in the fence, we cannot send you back. There's nobody to send you back to. We cannot verify that you actually came directly from the United States. So we have no choice. Once you're standing on Canadian soil, we have to give you a refugee claim if you ask for one. And that's why now people are saying, hell no, we're not going to stay in the United States where the mood is very anti-immigrant, very anti-refugee. Rather take my chances in Canada. And they're willing to risk their fingers and their toes to, to, to make a successful claim. Uh, with your expertise in immigration, are we anywhere near prepared to receive the, the refugees that and the asylum seekers that clearly are going to be heading our way? First of all, uh, we have absolutely no capacity to take the numbers that I contemplate. Now, the government of Canada is telling you, oh, you know, this is just a, a, a tiny little increase. Sure, it's about double, but the numbers are still very small. Keep in mind that people right now have to risk their toes and their fingers to cross the field to get here. Wait till the kids are no longer... Uh, wait till the kids are out of school in June and the weather clears up. Then you're going to see, I think, in my opinion, many times the numbers that we're taking now. It's an interesting uh, topic of discussion. Any thoughts as to what's going to come out of this uh, cabinet meeting today or this week? Well, they have some very difficult decisions to make. They would have to rewrite that safe third country agreement. And if they did, they risk that the president of the United States will just simply say, you know what, this makes no sense for us. He can essentially uh, see hundreds of thousands of people come to Canada and effectively self-deport to Canada without costing the American taxpayer a nickel. And so if you try to amend that agreement, in my view, there's a very good chance Donald Trump will just simply say, I don't understand even why we have this agreement. If they want to go to Canada, let them go. Why do we need to basically keep them here in our country? That would make numbers of hundreds turns into tens of thousands. Right. So we need to be thinking about some serious protection for our own interests. That's right. Because, for example, uh, Donald Trump is not afraid at all to reopen NAFTA because he believes that's in the American interest. Well, this is going to cost him absolutely nothing, and he's going to save a fortune. Right. It's Canada's problem. It's Canada's problem. Right. You want to go to Canada? Good luck. Yeah. And, and Here's he, a bus ticket. And he washes his hands <laughs> of Washes it. his hands. Immigration lawyer Giddy Mammon, again, thank you for coming in today. You've uh, shed some new light on this immigration scenario. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.